Hey there and welcome back to The Real Estate Renovators, the show designed to help real estate agents navigate through the proverbial shitstorm and come out the other side. My name's Jason Cunningham and let me tell you, there's an air of excitement in the studio today, but before I get to our first guest, let me introduce my fellow co-hosts. You know him as well as I do as the legal eagle, his name, the Persian Princess Rex Aprasian <laughs> from MA Legal. G'day Rex, how are you pal? I'm well mate, you? Yeah good, good to see you. Good I, to see there's you. something conniving going on in your eyes Always. and I'm not really sure what that's about. <laughs> now let me introduce you to your favourite and let's be honest she's mine as well. And I know her as Kmart, everyone else knows her as Chanel Macassey from Titanium Recruitment. Hey Chanel. Hey Jace, how are you? CPA I think we're calling you now? Yes, correct. What does it stand for? Uh, car parking attendant. No it doesn't, <laughs> Chanel's personal assistant remember? <laughs> yes I do, so I've been promoted to now Chanel's PA, which is exciting. And who can forget our favourite Bris Vegas personality, Pete Aquila. G'day, Pete. How are you, mate? Hey, Jace. Morning, team. Hey, Pete. Hey, I'm really good, thanks. That's the shot. And today's guest is none other than Michael Choi, who controversially, Rex, is disrupting the real estate industry and maybe for the best. So Mike Choi from Area Specialists, welcome, pal. Thanks for having me. Um, now, Mike, before we kick off, I, I just... I'm quite intrigued as to what you're doing in this space. Mm. How did you come about with the idea of setting up area specialists and allowing, or share with our audience mm. how the process works? So basically I, I started the business four years ago and it was just to have an office under our own branding because I didn't want to pay franchise fees or, or anything like that. I, I felt like the team were good enough to do it themselves. So then from there, people called me up and said, Michael, can I also be, you know, I like what you're doing. Can I get into the brand as well? So I said, yeah, sure, okay. Mm. And uh, I got the paperwork done. And so then we started licensing out the brand. Then of recent times, only in the last 12 months, we've really seen uh, the trend of top performing agents going, why am I paying an office? Mm. Uh, you know, 50% to be doing my trust accounting administration and things like that. So. Mm. I thought, okay, so let's go mobile or agent direct or, you know, help agents, you know, run their own business from wherever they want to run it from. And so that's how it started. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't know too much about it, but I've only seen it on TV shows and on movies. Is that sort of the way they operate in the States or am I just making that up? No, no, it's it's very prominent in the United States, mm. very prominent. And it's and it's becoming very trendy right now in Australia. Yeah. Mike, you, for agents that don't know, yeah. so you offer them, can you just explain? So if I'm an agent yeah. and I approach you and I'm doing well if, and I'm signed up with someone else or yeah. working for someone else, what do you, what can you offer me? So uh, we do lead generation, branding, um, trust accounting, sales support, administration. And I'm not employed uh, by you, am I? I've no, got my own business. Your, your own business, you get your own insurances, you pay yourself. Um, we just, we just like a, a high level personal assistant. And is that based like on you. a normal... <laughs> this is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that similar to other franchise models where they pay a percentage of sales or is it a... Yeah, so we're a flat fee and the reason why we're a flat fee is because we believe that we help. We help a lot, but we don't help all the way. It's the, the agent success is because of the agent and that's why in franchise groups you have you know, an office that writes $10 million under the same colour or same brand and then around the corner there's an office writing $1 million. It's because it's not the brand that's doing that. It's 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 the people, it's mm. individuals. Drawing it so. back a little bit here, Michael, yeah. you mentioned when we were talking prior to the show being filming, the number one, well, the, the reason this all started is because you mentioned self-cannibalism of agents yeah. in the office. Can you talk us through how this model came to... I like that word. It's a yeah. great word, yeah. yeah, so basically this model started because of vulnerability. So I was looking at it and going, wait a minute, 
so where's the real estate industry going? Where's, what's that going to do to my business right now? Okay, well, if something's going to destroy my business, if that, something's going to eat my business, it might as well be me, so self-cannibalization. And like Netflix did that as well. So Netflix was, you know, sending out mail to, to um, so sending out DVDs. Yeah, you, yeah, you can yeah. send out DVDs, and then they were beat, you know, on the way to beat Blockbuster at that time. Mm. Um, but rather than get cocky and go, okay, we're we're going to beat Blockbuster, they thought, okay, you know, SWOT analysis, what's our weakness, what's our threat, and it was streaming. So they're like, well, streaming's going to eat us. Why don't we become streaming? So yeah, there you go. Very good, uh, Pete. What was that, pal? Uh, Michael, with um, your business, with property management playing such a really big part in real estate these days, do you have that on your roadmap or is that part of your office? Yeah, that's a really good question. So um, property management can be done three ways. One, they manage it themselves. We have nothing to do with it. They keep all the fees and they have all the responsibility. Two, they can go to a local agent that they have a relationship with that um, does property management only or even a sales business. Work out whatever deal you want to work out with them. They run your property management. Obviously, there's paperwork that's needed for that. Uh, and and thirdly, we can manage it. And if we manage it, we keep half the asset, they keep half the asset. Mm. So that's how that works. And the fees associated with um, you managing and the costs associated with the management, is that shared as well? No, we, um, so they, if they, they do the letting because we've got agents in Queensland, New South Wales, we're in Victoria right now, uh, Tasmania. So they, they do the letting, they keep the letting fee. We do the managing behind the computer. Uh, and so we keep the management fee. In certain states where there's uh, higher touch that they need, so in Victoria, you only need to look at a property once every uh, six, months. Six, six months. In Queensland, it's mm. like once every three months. Uh, so they get a little bit more for the, of the fee. So Mike, so, excuse yeah. my ignorance, and I'll, I'll say this respectfully, you do the bulk of the back office sort of behavior and let their real estate agent be the genius that they are operating the space that they're really strong in. Is that right? Yeah, so uh, the saying I like to use is Richard Branson doesn't fly the plane. So, yeah. mm. you know, smart people hire smart people mm. where, yeah, the high level assistants. Um, Again, you could look yeah. at me with this high level assistant. You know, I'm actually not <laughs> Every time I see you, I just think high level assistants. <laughs> you mentioned before filming, you're growing one person a week at the yeah. moment. So one yeah. person a week is opening up an area specialist across Australia, was yep. it? Yep. How are you growing? Like, how are you recruiting these staff? And how are you uh, retaining them as well, more importantly? So retention is relatively easy because um, I suppose there's that value there. Um, and also you can't earn more than 100%. And so it's mm. they're earning 100% commission. So mm. it's their own brand. It's their own logo. So, you know, th there's, there's a lot of connection there. There's a lot of retention. Um, in terms of how we're bringing them on, word of mouth, um, I do a lot of things on Facebook, Instagram, and just talking mm. about, I just give value out in terms of tips and tricks and things I, like that. And Mike, yeah. I'd, I'd argue that um, if I was a real estate agent, a lot of a lot of people hang around with like-minded people, okay? Yeah. So I'm an accountant, I hang around with accountants, we have a, a, a fat time talking about accounting <laughs> sort of stuff, right? Debits <laughs> and credits, fascinating. Very exciting. No, yeah. I'm telling you Where's right my now, invite? Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, some of these accounting conferences, we stay up to like 11 o'clock at I night. I think they call oh. themselves dealers <laughs> in debits and credits as well, occasionally, <laughs> when they get a real one. Can I just say, can I just jump in there, in yeah. terms about accounting, to me, Accounting is probably one of the most important parts of a real estate business. Mm. Now yeah. he's being my friend. No, but I'm dead serious. Yeah, no, absolutely. You can. I know you said you're going to pay me later to say that, <laughs> but I'm dead serious. Like if you get the accounting right, if you get, I mean, tax. Mm. Agents work so damn hard. They give forty nine percent or whatever it is mm. dollar to to the ATO when they don't need to. Yeah. Well, uh, so look, yeah. I, the, the way I look at it, and obviously I look at it through a biased lens, being an accountant. Right? Yeah. But uh, the way I look at it, and Pete and I do. 
uh, work on this together a number of times. It's the balance scorecard. It's your people, your processes, your customers that drive your financials. And so the financials are actually an outcome, not a driver of your business, but you need to know the scorecard as to where you're going. And as you said, if you're giving away too much in tax, you're a lunatic. But yes. this show's not about me, no. it's about you. Okay. Uh, and it's about the controversial sort of behaviour that's operating in your industry. And, yeah. and I'm not saying it's right nor wrong, but I'm, we want to give a different view and see it through a different lens. Mm. And one of the things that I'm thinking to myself is if I'm, you know, as I was mentioning earlier, like-minded people hang around with like-minded people. And how I'd see that your business would be growing is if, it, if I was working for a franchise or for somebody else, and I was uh, listing the property, getting the, and then sharing the commission 50% with my employer, and then Rex, on the other hand, is retaining 100% of his commission and yeah. paying you $1,500 a month or whatever you have to pay to be part of your yeah. brand. He's going to go, Jace, um, why don't you come and do what I'm doing? Because yeah. it's a good way to make some brass. And that's how, yeah, that's that's definitely how we're growing. Yeah. With a mouth. Now, before we get too far into the episode, guys, we do have a new segment. It's called, well, Jason called it Hammer Time, which I don't know where the F he pulled that from. It's called Under the Hammer, where we shoot quick fire questions at our guests. So I'll take it away with you, Rexy. What motivates you? Uh, money. Chuck Norris or Bruce Lee? Chuck Norris. All day long, Chuck Norris. Yes. Bruce Lee, how could you go past Bruce Pete? Lee? Pete? You got two choices, a mountain holiday or a beach holiday. Beach. Yeah, nice. Tupac or Biggie? Neither. Don't listen to music. Don't wow. listen to music. No. What do you do? Uh, podcasts. Podcasts. Yeah. Okay, Tony Robbins or Gary V? Gary V. I love Tony. Um, favorite karaoke song? No music. Come on, Rex, are you listening to the fucking answers or what? Yeah, I'm listening to Tomato sauce or barbecue? Oh, tomato. Chicken kebab or beef? Beef. What did you want to be when you were growing up? Uh, professional breakdancer. And I hear you've done that. You <laughs> a little do bit. Yeah, yeah. Can we cut <laughs> to a move of some sort? You now or later or what? Let's do one now. Yeah. <laughs> Now can you do the worm? Because I heard you've got a good worm I, as well. I would do the worm, but I'm wearing quite a short dress. Um, okay, quick five questions. We're mm. going to continue them on. Biggest yep. regret? None. Good. Biggest accomplishment? Area specialist licensing. Nice. Yeah. Mum or dad? <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. That's no. always fair. <laughs> nah. That's not no. fair. Yeah, like, okay, <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, sorry, Pete. Pete? Uh, tea or coffee? Tea. If you could have dinner with one person in the world, who would it be? I was going to say God. Yeah, it's, it's not a person. Yeah. Yeah. Favourite yeah. alcoholic drink? Uh, yeah, vodka. You done? I look, well, look done. <laughs> yeah. I, think we've, uh, I think we've exhausted the quick fire questions. We need to continue the segment. Something I really wanted to ask you, Michael, you are quite a controversial figure in real estate. And we were talking about this prior to the episode being filmed that people don't say anything to you, but you know that there's a lot of whispers about you in the real estate industry. How does that affect you? Does that make you want to work harder and, and grow your business more? Or is it quite deflating at times? Yeah, so yeah, what we're saying is, uh, yeah, we're talking about being controversial and, you know, how do I feel that people giving, you know, negative comments and things. And I said that I actually don't really get any negative comments and I don't think it's because they're not there. Everyone gets negative comments. Mm. I just mm. think because 
people are nice enough to do it behind my back. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so it doesn't motivate me and it doesn't um, stop me from working. It's, it's quite neutral. I just, mm. I've got my lane, I do my thing. People can talk about me and not talk about me. The thing is, if people were watching me talking about me, that's 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 still that's that's mm. that's marketing, anyways. But um, they could be hustling themselves and working on their own thing yeah. as opposed to talking about me. You know what, Mike? I, I used to work on uh, Talkback Radio, yeah. and uh, one of the things I learned. So on the Talkback Radio, you could see the SMSs coming up, and they could see the callers and what they wanted to ask. And I'd sometimes fall in the trap of reading some SMSs and I was working on sports radio mm. um, uh, talking about money, right? Mm. And so a guy that I used to work with said to me one thing, it was really good advice. What other people's, what your opinion of me is none of my business, that's your business. Mm. And he said, it could be a 15 year old kid, it could be a 16 year old kid, don't mm. worry about it. And I think that's yeah. pretty important. Sorry, Pete, what was that? So Michael, with the with the actual pro or the type of business that you're bringing to the market, it's obviously quite, sort of ahead of its time. If you were to fast forward your thinking about where you're going with it, where do you see real estate in say three to five years and where, where do you see area specialists being? I see, I see this, it's, to me it's going to change dramatically. I see that there's going to still be big major players, the franchise groups still hanging around because um, they have money. Um, so I still see them there. I think the smaller franchise groups uh, are going to struggle. The independents are going to struggle. Um, Why do you say that, Mike? Because what's going to happen is their top agents that are writing five hundred to a million dollars are going to go out, do their own thing. Then the director who wasn't listing and selling is going to have to go back onto the tools. So effectively, what the director will become is like an agent direct model themselves. Yeah. So that they could be under ABC franchise or independent, XYZ independent, um, but effectively they're not going to have any sales consultants underneath them. People won't be having sales consultants underneath them anymore. Yeah. So there's, there's franchise or franchisee agent. Basically what's happening is the, the franchisee, the middleman's getting cut out and the agent is going to the top and they're subscribing down to a flat fee. Some, someone's gonna give them the service to do you know, accounting and things like that. Yeah, okay, so let's say that that's right, yeah. which I'm not sure it is. And yeah. I, I, I only say that through this lens. A younger person comes into the industry at 21, 22. I, as a vendor, someone that's looking to sell the house, I don't want to sell my house with a 22-year-old kid. So I think they need, I, this is my belief, and you're more in, uh, in this space than I am. I'm just giving you an opinion from somebody from the outside looking in. I still think that that kid needs to have some work experience and working underneath somebody yep. before they get to that point where they can pop out at, say, 28, 30 years old to sell so, someone's yeah, house. So those 22-year-olds that are starting will be, um, that'll be the nursery or the breeding ground for mm. licensors. Yeah, right, okay. So other businesses will train them up, they'll mm. do real estate for a few years and then go, wait a minute, why am I giving 50%? I'll just start my own. Yeah, okay. So you're right, there's always gonna be a need for that, Yeah. but these, they won't hold them for long. One, one of the things that I like about your model is I think it's akin to, in our industry, in the accounting industry, where a lot of, uh, administrative type work is outsourced. I know with the yeah. with the, the compliance piece around self-managed super funds, for example, yeah. that a lot of that gets outsourced to, uh, to offshore because the customer doesn't necessarily see the value in uh, doing debits and credits. Where the value is, is in the advice piece and where the advisor or the accountant can sit down with the client and say, your super fund has a million dollars, it's performed, it's increased in value 20%. These investments are doing really well. But the, the whole adding shit up thing, the customer doesn't see the value. So that gets outsourced overseas. 
And so respectfully, you're saying you're taking away a lot of the admin function, mm. the trust account function, um, you know, helping them with their marketing and all that sort of stuff and let them operate in the space that they're really good at, which is dealing with the vendor, uh, listing the property and getting the best price possible. Making, making money. Yeah, yeah, okay, very good. Uh, what about the people piece in your organisation? Do you have um, many employees in your organisation and how do you lead your team? So uh, when you say organisation, do you mean my your business. I have a current office and then I have area specialists? The mothership, which is the license source. Well, share with me yeah, both. How's the structure? Yeah. Can you talk us because it's so yeah. unique? You've obviously got yeah, it's your yeah. head office that's based in Keysborough. Is that so right? So I've got a head office in Keysborough. It's 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 a real it's a tr- traditional real estate business. Has salespeople, has property managers, it has support. We've got people in the Philippines as well that also backs that. Um, and then there's area specialist, um, the umbrella or, or the or the mothership that licenses to the Keysborough office and licenses to other offices and other agents around the country. Uh, Michael, I'm really uh, interested to find out teams, you know, where your headspace is around mind, building a business. So what you paid, offer is almost like buying yourself right, a job. Okay. Like in, a in my <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Pete? How do I build a business that has value to it through something like um, your business? So the question that you asked before about property management is where the value is at. So the cash flow is in earning 100% commission. Um, we'll talk about before. It's not about how much money you earn in, in real estate. It's it's about having the tax savings, making sure that you're you're not paying too much tax, and then putting that money somewhere else and, and reinvesting. Yeah, but then. You can't sell that. You can't sell yourself. So your solo business. So, so if, if I'm an agent member, and I'm very successful and I want to start building a team around so me, what does that look like? Because can they jump from my team and actually go directly to your business? Yeah, great question again. So they... When people have a team, they buy a, uh, they pay a little bit more, a thousand dollars more, and they lock a territory. And so I won't put other team members in there. So if they're solo, as many people as can be solo in an area, that's no stress. If someone wants to grow bigger than just solo, um, then and they have actual income-producing people, not administration. So administration is still a one license. Mm. So they, they can have a hundred PAs, and that doesn't matter. But if someone's listed and selling property. Uh, then that's another sales consultant. And so th- they just pay a little bit more. And then, yeah, you can have 20 people under a team, whatever you want. And when yeah. you're growing your team, mm. is it per person? So if I if I was by mm. myself, I'm going to put two people on, do I pay per person that I add on or is it? If you have a PA or people that aren't listed in selling, it's, if I, if it's I want one license fee. Mm. But if you have sales people yep. that are income producing, then you pay 2,500 once again flat and you can have as many as you want. Oh, really? Yep. So I can have 10 people yep. secure the whole area yep. and Okay, that's great. Yeah, it's really, it's this value. So, yeah. And are they working from home at the moment? Is that how um, they're structured? Or some people have offices, some people shared workplaces, uh, some people working from home. Th- there's no rules. They, what's, your, what's your view on uh, the traditional model um, in a suburb where a brand has a strong stronghold on the, on the area? What's your view on um, the ability or the, the take up from the vendor using a, a, an agent from another area? So how would they know about the agent from another area, from a relationship or something? Yeah, that's right, yeah. So to me, there's pros and cons. Mm. I'd do the pitch based on which one I am. If I'm I'm the local agent or if I'm out of suburb. Local agent, obviously, you've got a large team, local presence, know all the database, Mm. um, uh, you know all the recent sales, 
you're the area specialist, mm. um, buyers talk about other sales, so you can talk about the other sales confidently. Mm. If I'm an outer suburb, I would say, yeah, well, that agent has heaps of listings in the marketplace, um, so they're gonna spread their buyers out. Rather with me, I'm, this is gonna be the only list in the marketplace, so I'm gonna get all my buyers focused on this mm. one. Um, they they know about these other results, but that's not a, all, always a good thing, because that could limit their thinking. Mm. I'm uncapped, I can think about anything. Mm. Um, Buyers are looking on, you know, the portals, domain, realestate.com. So we're going to get those buyers anyway, much like, because they're going to advertise there, we're going to advertise there, we're going to get those buyers. Mm. But what we're going to do that they, they can't do is we're going to bring buyers from another suburb, yeah. from our suburb and bring yeah. them in. So mm. pros, cons. There's a, the big, one of the biggest expenses in real estate is the subscriptions, like domain, realestate.com, yeah. et cetera. So mm. by joining area specialists, who covers those subscription fees? Yeah, we, we cover that. So we cover realestate.com subscription, domain subscription, price finder, and a CRM. Okay. Obviously, if they want other things, they can bolt those on and they pay for those things. It just depends what they want. But we found that those are the fundamentals. And the CRM that you use, does the licensee use the same CRM? Is it? Yep. Yeah. What, what is that? Zenu. Right, okay. Yeah, it's quite good. Yeah. Mm. Can I draw it right back, Michael? You're 36 years old, am yep. I right in saying 36 that? 36 in a few weeks. Yep. 36 uh, in a few that. weeks. Um, Michael did tell us before filming as well, you've been in real estate since you finished school. Yep. How did? I know you've obviously drawn this concept from the US, but you, you're young and you become this entrepreneur pretty much overnight and really sort of burst onto the real estate scene. Yeah. Where does this all come? Where does this motivation come from? Do you have a mentor that's assisted you on this journey or did you just come up with it? How did it all come about? So. My dad said to me, my biggest gift is my energy. Mm. So he just said that I have that any I have the ability to outwork anyone. So I think that's my skill set, energy. Mm. It's not so much being smarter than anyone or having a better business mind than anyone. I just think I can I find for example, I can find an extra hour in a day, right? So you get an hour in a day, an hour in a day is uh, 365 hours in a year, that's a whole month, 10 hour, 10 hour a day, that's a whole month of work. So I've automatically got an extra month of work compared to anyone else. So mm. I just think it's my energy level to be able to keep on going and not get demotivated or anything like that. In terms of inspiration and things, I think you don't draw it from one place, I just think that subconsciously it comes from absolutely anywhere and everywhere. Um, people that I like, people that I don't like, people that I admire, people that I don't admire. I'm sure I get influenced by everyone. Um, I didn't create anything. I haven't. I, I, I'm not someone that that you know created something out of out of the you know the thin air. I just mm. think, obviously, I've been influenced and I just put it in together. And, and I just look at the um, the pain. So what's the pain in any marketplace? Okay, just create the solution. Mm. So that's what say area specialist is. Area specialist is just the solution to pain. Well, mm. if any any yeah. successful new business, it's it's not creating something new. It's solving a problem. Yeah, which it looks solving like a problem. What you're doing. Yeah, with well, the antidote. I'm, can I ask another question, Michael? You're very active on social media. Yeah. Every time I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, you're there. You're sharing <laughs> your fishing, your fishing adventures, your yeah. cooking adventures, yeah. um, and also a bit of real estate. Can you yeah. talk us through how being having a digital presence has grown your business, if it has? Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it definitely has. Um, well, I'm here today because the first time, day, time I've met you is today. So Instagram and Facebook to me is the new website. Mm. Well, it's not even the new website. It is your website. Mm. Um, if you're not doing it, you're crazy. You know, you should be doing lead generation systems. You should be having, um, you know, putting cookies and pixels on people's computers and, and retargeting them and things like that. Um, have you had agents that have now joined your franchise or sorry, not your franchise, your license? Yeah. license due to seeing you on social media? Yeah, I would say majority are because of that. 
majority. Yeah, yeah. There majority. you go. Yeah, Isn't yeah. that interesting? And we got, we have salespeople, so we run a lot of <laughs> lead generation. Uh, Sorry, well, you reason, at me. No, the reason I'm cackling is because your middle name is Instagram, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's Rex's. It's not me. Rex's is me. I'm learning this No, but it's true. I mean, she is Instagram. That she's put up seven posts while we've been here. <laughs> One's happening right now. <laughs> The VA is doing it. <laughs> and he's sitting right here. <laughs> I thought you're like a PA to her PA. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Brings me straight back down. Up and down. <laughs> Michael, can I talk about your culture? We yeah. talk about culture in here yeah. often. And you're growing at such a fast rate. And you're yeah. getting generational leads from people that met you on social media per, yeah. per se and stuff. So how do you control that culture? How do you captivate a culture? Does area special specialists have a culture that it wants to promote? Everything has a culture, obviously. Um, the people that you bring in are the ones that create the culture. This is in my opinion, right? There's, mm. there's heaps of, you can talk all day, you can have seminars all day about culture. Mm. Um, but I, I believe the people that you bring in are the ones that create the culture. Mm. So rather than the business being the train and, and the, team members or licensees coming onto the train, um, I think it's the other way around. The area specialist agents and, and the team members are the train and the business is going for a ride with the train. But would you argue, yeah, it does, Mike, but would you argue that uh, like likeness attracts likeness? So oh, the yeah. people that yeah. you're bringing in already inherently have similar values yeah. to Well, it's you. a culture of almost entrepreneurs by yeah, the sounds yeah. of it. Yeah. You're yeah, not correct. attracting just any agent. You're Correct. attracting people that want to have their own their own office or, yeah. or, or brand within a brand so basically is... because it's um because it's a flat fee we automatically detract low performers yeah because if you're not performing you have to pay that flat fee yeah. regardless. yeah 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 but we attract high performers because it's a cap cap rate so mm. there's more there's there's more in it it's over, a cutthroat so. industry though so yeah. how do you police two licensees going for the same property or you don't stealing listings from each yeah, other there's no it's no, a free yeah it's free uh, the vendor list who, who with whoever they want to list with, mm. uh, the best person gets the job. Uh, the person that has the, I can be chasing someone for ten years, but um, but they're your cousin. Mm. You're gonna list the property. Yeah, and you don't even have to chase it. That's right. So mm. it's we can't police and say this person's been chasing it for ten years. They've got database notes. They've done a letterbox drop. They've done a door knock. They've sold next door. Mm. But it's your cousin. You're gonna mm. list that. Yeah. 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 Tell me what place or what role do systems and processes have amongst your licensees? Uh, I think that depends on the individual. Yeah. We've got we actually have some license uh, licensees that maybe aren't that really good at systems, but they're just really good at face to face and mm. building out relationships, and so their business just thrives. And then we've got people that aren't good at that; they don't even like people. They're introverts, mm. uh, but they've got they just follow all the systems, and so the computer does it all for them, mm. and they're just a face to it. Yeah. So, um, I, t I suppose it depends on the individual. Sorry, yeah. Pete. How do, you, how do you ensure that there's, I suppose, a minimum level of service of all the agents that are under your brand to protect your brand? Yeah, so basically, yeah, so there's a couple of other mobile models out there. And what they do is they um, they employ people with a heartbeat, so to speak. So like the, the criteria to get in is, isn't, isn't high. Um, whereas what I've done is I've focused on, because we're area specialists, so it's quite hypocritical to just to put anyone in the business uh, that yeah. isn't an area specialist. And that's why we have the flat fee. The flat fee culls it. The flat fee sieves out, I suppose, the rubbish. Mm. If they can't, if, if someone's making enough money to be able to afford the flat fees and, and the services and and have the confidence to do, do their own business, mm. it's because they're doing, they're making money. They're making money because they're giving good service. 
So yeah. that that that's how it does it. It's yeah. sort of like an automatic qualifier, yeah. isn't it, Rex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, the only thing that fascinates me or interests me about what you offer, it's not just the back-end services, but you give them leads as well. You have a lead generation. Yeah. Do you want to explain how this works? Yeah, yeah. so... Like you'll give I believe, listings effectively. Or yeah. And that's what every agent wants, isn't yeah. it, in the end, to have a lead generator. They want their own, they want personal branding, they want more money and they want leads. That's what the three, and, and they, don't, they don't want to do the boring stuff. So mm. they're, the, they're the pain points. Mm. Um, so we have lead generation websites and we drive traffic towards the lead generation websites. We have um, robots or chatbots on Facebook, so they just do all the conversations with the potential clients. So the vendor pays VPA to, to, to advertise the property. And then on Facebook, that starts targeting a particular audience of income, um, where they live, um, if they own property, things like that. You can target those people. That They start to have conversations with a robot. And then uh, once the robot takes it to a certain level, you can take over. So you get, get all the details. Mm. The third one we actually have, all agents can use it. It's um, Three sex dot online. I have to what say was that? Slowly. Yeah, I had to say it slowly. <laughs> Number three. Oh, I, thought said, I thought you said freesex.com. Yeah. Now that's another website I'm working So number three, S E C S dot online. Oh, three seconds. Yeah, three seconds. Um, well, we could have gone with that. Yeah, yeah. So basically, what Rex's happens, eyes just lit up. <laughs> yeah, so basically, what happens is. Um, you send out a text message or an email to your database and say you want to know what your house is worth in three seconds. Um, they just click on the link, put the address in, the computer tells them what it's worth. Mm. Then the agent gets an email saying, hey, this is um, this person asked for an appraisal. Mm. This is the computer appraisal. You call them up and say, hey, what's the go? So that's oh, interesting. Yeah. You have a unique, Is I don't know if it, it's you've created it or you were talking about it on social media about fast tracking the real estate license and the agent's rep. You were saying that you can get done in, forgive me if I'm wrong, it's 48 changed. hours. Yeah. It's Talk changed. me through that because I, I, I recall seeing the comments on that and every... I had a billion comments on yeah, that. Yeah, everyone <laughs> in real estate had something to say about that. How, what, what was that all well, about? A few things. One, you can't do it anymore mm. um, because they've changed the legislation and pro or con, that's up to you to decide. Mm. Two, well, so I'll talk about the controversy in that in that um, post. Um, so I said that you can do the license in 48 hours. And that's it. Let me know if you're interested. Of, of course, it was hook, line, sinker, and people bit. So, yeah. And um, it's quite interesting because the people that were biting didn't want me to promote this, yet the more comments they put, Facebook goes, oh, wow, this is popular. Let's promote it more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm just laughing on yeah. my computer going, thank you. Yeah. But anyways, um, so... I did the full license course when I was 19. Mm. Um, I heard about words like caveat, covenant, and section 32, vendor statement. And I, I've, I had the certificate and I still didn't even know what those words were because yeah. I wasn't even in the industry. So to me, the, uh, it's important to get the education, mm. but I think theory and prac in real estate are completely different. There's, mm. How to service a client is not taught. How to follow up a client is not taught. A CRM is Would not Would you taught, argue yeah. though, Michael, and, and subject to opinion, that yeah. the increase, the, the agent's rep's now going to take six months and the full license is two years? Am I correct yeah, in saying that? Different states, but yeah. Different states in Victoria. Yeah. Would you argue that the real estate industry right now is saturated with people that aren't really qualified to be running offices or basically being in the industry. I see that on the forefront all day, every day. Would you argue that this model is now going to sift out the good business owners from the bad, um, the qualified people for real estate and the other people that are just going in there and doing a two day course and getting the agents rep and then trying to get into the industry, causing that yeah. massive turnover and mm. basically tarnishing the name of the real estate industry as a profession. Would you argue that this is going to clean out the industry somewhat 
and the, for the um, future of real yeah. estate will be? I think it, it by a small percentage, it might clean out the industry, but in the end of the day, as a, the, the course doesn't teach you how to run a business. Mm. Mm. It doesn't teach you about money. It doesn't teach you about law. Doesn't I think teach the you about license will though, the new license, I believe, is the it more focused on business? The new license is a lot more involved. Yeah. Um, but I, in my opinion, for whatever it's worth, I think mm. it's really good to have extra hurdles to get into the industry. Because at the yeah. moment, it was so easy. To, yeah, anyone yeah. could mm. become an agent mm. yeah, online. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. to have these extra entrants. I, 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 I tend to agree with you, Rex, but I think what's also important, and, and Mike sort of touched on it, when he did, whether it took him two days, two years, whatever. I know when I first became an accountant, I didn't know anything. I'm sure that when you first did your articles, you didn't know anything, right? But what it talks to is life experience. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, as yeah. a business owner, um, you get so much experience being the head cook and bottle wash, you know, and signing a personal guarantee on your lease and uh, being responsible for your team members yeah. and people's superannuation and your best statement and all I that sort of stuff. There's two parts of it. There's a mm. human piece, which is, learning how to run a business, talk yeah. to people and yeah. all that stuff. And yeah. then there's yeah. an educational piece that yeah. if you don't have the basics understanding, so it's a one, two day course to get into something. Man, I agree wholeheartedly. You need both. Yeah, 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 you need that both. Need so both. I agree with yeah. this extra yeah. hurdles to get into yeah. it yeah. because even if you don't remember it, yeah. at least you know some of it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, many right. people, I know real estate officers that they were owning mobile phone shops and they were like, oh, I know all these people. I'm going to go open up a real estate office, yeah. open up a real estate yeah, office. It's terrible. Teams yeah. aren't getting paid correctly at all, below yeah. Australian award. They're working yeah. seven days a week. There's young girls out prospecting in rough areas without support because they don't know how to run an office. Yeah, yeah. So now to get these agents, well, to get your full license, it's yeah. going to take two years. So before you can just people. go and open yeah. up an office and you know, ruin a lot of young people's careers in real estate and yeah. what could and be a brilliant real estate as well. Correct. Agents, you know, with yeah. the industry money, is so trust The thing is, um, it doesn't matter how much study you do though. So I am for the study, but it doesn't matter how much study you do your ethics are your ethics. Your values right. are your values. Yeah. So if you're a good person, you're a good person, That's whether true. you don't study or do study. And so, yeah, mm. I think we've got a question. Hey mate, um, Mike, I wanted to know if I'm a real estate agent watching this session today, at what point is your offering something that's relevant? You know, would, would you say that I have to be at a certain amount of transactions a month or certain revenue per month? When, when does your model become relevant? I think when you're listing or selling, um, say, at least two houses a month. When Sorry, take that back. The it, it matters when you are the business. So when the business, when prospective vendors are calling you uh, and not the office, when mm. prospective vendors are listing with you and not because of your office. When that's the case and you can show that over a few months, then this is a no-brainer. Mike, what's your, what's your opinion on bringing people outside the industry into real estate? So people that haven't worked in the industry before, obviously done their qualifications two years yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But what's your opinion on introducing new blood and fresh face into the industry? Uh, so some of Australia's best real estate agents came from other industries, mm. um, but I'm not for it or against it. I think it comes down to the individual. So it's not so much about the industry that they came from. I yeah. think it comes down to their values. The reason I ask the question is I have a client who runs an office down in Mount Eliza, which yeah. is on the Mornington Peninsula. In, uh, in It is magnificent. Yeah. And she is a rock star real estate yeah. agent and I have a lot of time for her. And due to COVID and uh, everyone getting the Kyber Pass with their job, she actually hired a pilot, right, who now is uh, he's going through his qualifications and to become a licensed real estate agent. And she was just saying, you know, he's a smart guy. He's a good person. He has uh, his core values are very much cemented. And she said it's working out amazingly and he hasn't been tarnished by the industry yeah. and, and, and the language and the, 
the conversations that have been happening in the industry for the last 20 years. He's jumped out of a plane, right? Yeah. And now he's, he's selling property, which I yeah, think is yeah. outstanding. But yeah. I think your point is right. I mean, no two pilots are the same, Rex. Yeah, uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it depends on the person, not the job. That yeah. It's the right attitude in the end. You mentioned yeah. as well when we were chatting prior, Michael, that you've had massive turnover in your property. I shouldn't yeah. say massive turnover. No, it was. You've had it was, it was, it was like, like mo most offices, most yeah. property management divisions. You've had turnover in your portfolio management division and now it's running smoothly. Can you talk us through why there was turnover in your property management division okay, and ahead. how you've sorted that all out now and how it's running smoothly? So, basically... Property management is very hard. It's very difficult, and that's why we we we, we offer to outsource it and, and, and do it for uh, the agents that are running their own business. It's 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 difficult, and the main thing is not so much managing the properties. The main thing is managing the people managing the properties. <laughs> um, yeah, people problem are hard. all business. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, every business the problem uh, the asset and the problem is is the people, mm. uh, and so it was just finding the right people. Where it is, is there is just the properties, the, the fees that we're charging to the landlords aren't enough to pay property managers uh, what I believe they deserve. Property mm. managers all deserve double the amount of pay, mm. but no office in, the, in Australia can afford to do that. Mm. It's a crappy job. It's a hard job. And I wish um, every business could afford to pay them more, but we're so competitive with, with each other that our rates are our rates. Mm. And so, and unfortunately that, that caps the potential on you know the, the financial income do you think something needs to change in the property management industry do you think that digital or tech at some point is just going to take over property yeah management? it's going to be like uber so basically there'll be smart devices all through the house they'll say hey i'm broken it'll mm. automatically go get get quotes those quotes will automatically go to the owner the owner will automatically say yes they'll get fixed and so a property manager from managing 150 properties might be able to manage 300 properties mm. The businesses are going to go. Oh, great! More profit because we've got three hundred properties per property manager, so there will be more profit. Mm. But that profit is only going to last for six to twelve months. That profit will only last six to twelve months because that product and the, this technology that comes from Silicon Valley or or Cremon in Richmond, what happens is when these when these products are released to the marketplace and they're already working on them and they're already existing, but when they become at mass, it's say let's just say the biggest franchise group creates this product mm. to help property managers. They're not going to make it just for their group. Mm. They're going to make it for the whole industry because that's mm. where the money's at, mm. right? And so anyone that makes any of these products make it for the whole industry to get subscriptions. Mm. So everyone's going to have the same competitive advantage. Mm. So if everyone has the same competitive advantage... Price comes down again, big boy. Well done. Yeah. This is why you like accounting. Eight the money yeah. supplies, right? So you think that the, the, the technology I, I, will take I actually have to disagree with like Entirely. the property no, management you know, is going to become tech. I think what's going to happen is that the other thing will give property managers the ability to work on relationships and I think, you know, what we are seeing in property management in the area of consultancy is that we're teaching people how to have a stronger relationship and all the other stuff actually gets done by things like technology. Correct, I agree. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think, look, a person that owns a few properties uh, with different property managers, one of the things that I, and you know one of them quite well, or used to, anyway, Rex. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but what, what she does, which is amazing, is she, uh, you spoke earlier about reducing the pain point. 
And, you know, the idea of owning an investment property is wonderful at the start, but when you've got four or five of them and a hot water service breaks and the tenant moves out and you've got COVID and you've got a body corporate on another one, it's a fucking nightmare, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, and so one of the things that attracted me to Melissa um, was the fact that she took over everything. She said, Jay, I'll handle everything. I'll attend your body corporate meetings for you. She does absolutely everything for me. So I'm more than comfortable paying her over the odds for the service that she gives me because she gives me a full service. Mm. Yeah, so I think people will, there will be, and there already is, there'll be a trend of people managing themselves because tech allows them to manage it. Mm. But then there's also going to be people like yourself more entrepreneurial or more business-minded, more time-wise mm. that will still delegate because, you know, say, I don't know whose quote this is, but like poor people, um, they sell their time yeah. and, and rich people, they buy time. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, I would never manage my own properties. No, see, it's time is the only finite resource that we, or yeah, that's the only finite resource that exists. It. I mean, I, I, I got excited when you said that you could find an extra hour in the day. I, go, I don't know how you do that, but, but that's, that's the that only resonant. thing. Yeah. I've got a tattoo that says, will not be outworked on my ankle. Yeah, really? <laughs> I love it. That's good. <laughs> and I live by that. Now, before we finish up, Mike, we've got this uh, infamous, which is more than famous uh, segment, which is called Pete's Cheat Sheet. Over to you, Pete. Thanks, Jase. So today's discussion has been a lot around revenue. So what we thought we'd do is produce a resource purely on how to actually increase your revenue within your business. So that'll be available on realestaterenovators.com.au as a download. And again, everyone that's been writing in and letting us know what they want as a resource, we will get to it over the next couple of episodes. Thanks, Pete. Awesome. Thanks, Pete. Nice, nice work from you, Pete. Now, I can hear the sirens coming now. They're after Rex. Mike <laughs> Choi. <laughs> Michael Choi from Area Specialist. Thanks very much. Great Thank to you, have Michael. you, pal. Thanks, Thanks, Michael. Thank you. And how good was that handstand? <laughs>